Thank you for listening to Reality Breached. It's time for sports. Jarius, our sports guy, is back. He's here to talk about the NFL playoffs, that fantastic Super Bowl we had this year, and the NBA trade deadline. I hope you enjoy episode 82. Hey everybody, welcome to Reality Breached. I am Sergio, your host. Um, it's time for another sports cast, which means we have the sports guy, Jarius Thomas, yeah. back with us. How's it going, man? It's going great, man. It's going great. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot of diving too. I'm not even going to prolong this. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We like we had one of the most exciting weeks in sports we've had in a while. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, with, uh, with, with the NBA, like the NBA has almost stolen the show this year in terms of just petty storylines and we're going to get to it. Uh, but yeah, it's been <laughs> 2018 is off to a hot start sports wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, the Super Bowl was about a week ago. Um, so uh, in the lead up to the Super Bowl, what about the playoffs stood out to you? <laughs> it is going to hurt you. If you just oh, want me to be oh, honest, oh god! The play of the decade. The uh, oh. <laughs> I've now dubbed it the passion of Prince. There's this one meme uh, where they're like, "So this is what really happened," and then they show the moment that Diggs caught the ball and Prince is standing behind Diggs. <laughs> 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 And it's like it's like it's basically saying he's spook buddy and just making a, a horrible decision. I can't even remember his name right now, but it's hilarious. So I mean, from henceforth, it's called the Passion of Prince. It's, I can't unsee that, especially as a big Prince fan. But when I saw that, do you know how close we were to Breeze Brady for the Super Bowl? You weren't we? I, uh, it's the only uh, Super Bowl I wanted. If, if, well, hold on. I, I'm lying. The second best option was Carson Wentz versus Tom Brady. True. And when we couldn't get that, I settled with Breeze and Brady, and then that happened. Man, like, as a Saints fan, there have been some really just tragic, painful <laughs> play, playoff losses. It, it, like, especially in the Breeze era, toward, you know, after the, the, the Super Bowl win. That one. That one, that one hurt me at my core, yeah, man. That one hurt. That one hurt me, and I'm not even a, a Saints fan. But okay, so the little history, you know, people are like, okay, who the hell is this guy's favorite team? I, and as long as I don't know if the last when's the last time I talked to you about it, I like Tom Brady as a player, not a Patriots fan. Actually, a San Diego Chargers fan because I was a Ladainian Tomlinson guy. Ladainian Tomlinson, best running back I've ever seen. So, of course, I keep up with them and, you know, root for them. And, you know, I hope they do well. I hope they make it to another Super Bowl. I mean, not another. Well, I guess, yeah, it is another. But I hope they make it to the Super Bowl while I'm, you know, still uh, cognizant and know what the hell is going on in sports. But... <laughs> Drew Brees... You're not, you're not giving them good odds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drew Brees, to me... That was the painful thing. That that divorce between Drew Brees and, and San Diego is the one yeah. striking mark that I have against San Diego management because I'm like, what the hell were you doing? Yeah, I know he 
he's it was his arm, right? His rotator cuff, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, I know his arm is about to fall apart. But did you see what he was doing before he got taken down? I mean, their offense was unstoppable when he was there. And then he gets he goes to the Saints after the Dolphins passed up on him, Nick Saban. And I'm like, which, by the way, that's further proof that Nick Saban doesn't care for quarterbacks at all. <laughs> but after all of that happens, and I'm looking at him and I'm like, okay, I want Drew to succeed. I was happy that he beat the Indianapolis Colts in that Super Bowl and he got a ring. And I'm like, okay, here are two quarterbacks that I like, Drew Brees and Brady. We're finally going to get it. And then we don't. And yeah, uh, I, I just we it, it was it was one of the it had to, it was easily the most disappointing thing of the postseason. The postseason was hit or miss mainly, um, but I I know we want the NFL to be unpredictable, but let's be honest, we want what we want as well, and that's a matchup we actually wanted. And Breeze did his part. He did his part. He did. Man. He did. Like after after being down by so much in the first half, and like demanding that they come back, like Breeze (laughs) just stepped up and said, "No, fuck this! I'm getting this done. We're gonna get the lead." And then they, you know, lost the lead. And he's like, "No, we're gonna get the lead again." They finally gave him a defense. Like I like I hate that Stefan Diggs was on my fantasy team all year. (laughs) Like I feel betrayed. It, it was it, it was heart wrenching, and I mean I, I'm happy for Diggs. That post game interview was awesome, but it was the Saints had it. It was clicking. The defense was doing they were supposed to do save that game, and you had Drew freaking Breeze. You're supposed to go to the Super Bowl and face the Patriots. Like I mean that's that's just it. But then. And that catch it happens, and then you get to the next week, and I'm on Facebook, and all the Saints fans just said the same thing. You all could have let us play for this because <laughs> the Vikings came crashing back to earth. Case Keenum, I guess, thought he was a Super Bowl MVP or something, and he was like, look, this is the Pro Bowl. I'm done. But oh, yeah. Case Keenum had a, had a case of the Case Keenums. He was awful in that Philadelphia game. To the point where I just laughed. It was comedy. Like, th- th- that was the point that I knew that the, the, the Eagles could win it all. <laughs> I was like, they embarrassed the Vikings. Embarrassed the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. I was like, you know what? Tom Brady's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then over in the AFC, the only thing that's memorable over on that end uh, is two things, actually. Jacksonville kicking the Steelers' ass was amazing. <laughs> that was great. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And it was it was funny because Steelers fans, and I'm pretty sure Steelers players were like, well, I guess we'll be seeing uh, the Patriots in the AFC Championship. And I mean, but I forgot what week it was. Jacksonville beat the brakes off of them. Punched them in the mouth. Yeah. And yeah, like... I kind of expected that. Like, the Steelers had not actually been good all year. <laughs> it was that. all just, oh, look at all this talent. Look at all this talent on this team. 
But then you got to remember, like, they play the Bengals twice. They play the Browns twice. They play the Ravens twice. The Ravens are on life support at this point. So, I mean, you got got wins there, especially with the Browns. But when you look at that situation, and that team is talented, Ben Roethlisberger is a good quarterback. People kind of put him on this pedestal. (laughs) I put it like this. Do you really think that Tom Brady or Drew Brees or even Peyton Manning would have let the Jacksonville Jaguars come in and beat them and they have Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell on their team? No. No. It's, no. it's not well, something that would happen. Well, th- but th- that, in that game, that game was not Roethlisberger's fault. Like, how many True points? Enough. They put up like 41 points I, or 44 points or something? I think he had like 500, but it, it, it was... It's one of those things like it, we're at, okay. I, I'll put it like this, and um, this is actually something that LeBron James, who we're going to talk about later, is exempt from. At some point, you have to blame the star player. You know who knows that better than anyone? Alex Smith. At some point, it becomes yep. Ben Roethlisberger's fault, and I know it sounds unreasonable. I know it sounds absolutely absurd, but it's kind of the society that we live in and then (laughs) (laughs) it's not that they want to blame Tomlin even though rightfully so Tomlin deserves some of the blame too Tomlin is the good guy though Tomlin is the guy that you never hear anything bad about meanwhile you got Ben over here disrespecting a quote unquote legend in uh, (sighs) Bradshaw Um, Terry Bradshaw Terry Bradshaw and all that you know Ben has been known to be a jerk so it is. I mean, it's time for the jerk to pl- take the blame. It's definitely not AB's fault. It's definitely not Le'Veon Bell's fault. And Ben makes questionable decisions sometimes, but for the most part, he plays good enough. But I just don't see how Tomlin allowed those guys to come in and just get punched in the mouth like that. And then you want to play catch up, and you take for granted that you have these incredible players, but. Jacksonville's like, nah, screw that. We're going. <laughs> We're going all the yeah, way. Sit yeah. your ass down. Like, yeah, it's easy to, to point the finger at Ben, but yeah. again, Blake Bortles looked like Tom Brady that game. <laughs> That's not Ben Roethlisberger's fault. And you know what? You know what? I think I, I, I forgot how well Blake Bortles played in that game. I'm going to backtrack on that. We're going to give Ben another year before we just completely start blaming him. You know what? Tom, Tom, uh, Tomlin, he just needs to be fired. <laughs> you might Blake. be onto something because Blake, if you Blake have that team, if you have that talented of a team and you lose to such a, a shitty offense, like, mm. come on. It, it, I mean, it's Blake Borders. He has to unlock the final level essentially to to get to get past any defense, let alone the steel the Steelers defense. But I tell you what, Steelers fan, listen closely. The steel curtain ain't walking through that door, man. Forget about it. It's 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 done. Like the Steelers are stuck at six championships and I wanna eat what's really funny is part of why the entire world comes against the Patriots when they make it to the Super Bowl is mainly comprised of Cowboys and Steelers fans. Why? Because they don't want another franchise to have as many or more Super Bowls than they do. Mm-hmm. 
the Steelers fans are starting to sweat a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> They're starting to sweat a little bit. That's it, funny. It's freaking hilarious. But, yeah, that happens. Then the next week you have, on the AFC side of things, you have um, the Patriots and the Jags. And I guess here's where things really get interesting. Because, of course, whenever anybody else wins, it's a great game, it's a miracle, whatever. When the Patriots win, they was cheating. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the, uh, the, uh, Referee. the officiating. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, do you know how long I laughed at Sports Center? And it, oh, not sports center, I'm sorry, Facebook, at the people making these videos with the uh, unsolved mystery music playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, look at this and look at that. But I was in a group and the guys kept talking about um, this happened and that happened. And the referees missed this call and the referees picked up this flag and dropped this flag against the uh the Jags and all that kind of stuff and this was the only response I had. I said, okay, everything you're talking about pertains to the Jacksonville defense. What the hell happened to Blake Bortles? Nobody had answer. <laughs> all you if you're Blake Bortles, all you gotta do is get one more touchdown, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about that part of it. Yeah. Like I like I get, I get that the the Patriots have less penalties than ev- everyone else, just kind of across the board. But that's the kind of ship that that uh, Belichick runs. It is. Like he he has a very disciplined squad, mm-hmm. top to top to bottom. They're not going to have a really sloppy game, and if they do, they're going to lose. Yeah. So it's I I say it's less the refs and more just come on like. <laughs> They've been good for a very long time on purpose. Exactly, and, and this is not cheating. I mean, it's just good football. Now they do stretch the rules sometimes. The gate thing is stupid, and anybody who brings it up, you're, you're, you're yeah, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, <laughs> and we well, bring it up this way, like the, the, yes, very petty. But the the one thing I'm gonna say is, think about Roger Goodell, okay? If it, if there was some cheating happening, or or if you know the deck was stacked for the Patriots, like of every of the thirty-two teams, what one team do you think Roger Goodell does not want in the Super Bowl? The, Patriots. the fucking Patriots, yeah, easily. Yeah, he doesn't want to hand that trophy over again, man. No, he, of course he doesn't. I thought he was gonna freaking die last year when he had to hand it to him. <laughs> Like, that man, that was the palest man I have ever seen in my life on national television. And that's great. Going back on the thing about, you know, the Patriots, the Cheaters, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I was, as I was watching uh, the Super Bowl, I would see, like, you know, certain comments from people that I know for a fact do not keep up with football. They just know the little minor things that other people say. And as the Patriots was losing to uh, the Eagles, they were just like, oh, they must don't have the deflated balls out there or they don't have any cameras or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, you sound like an idiot. (laughs) You sound like a freaking idiot. Like, it's what 
and everything. You don't even know what a deflated ball is. And we talked about this last year. What does a deflated ball actually do <laughs> to impact the game? Nothing. Nothing. It does nothing. And then you're talking about what a, uh, it wasn't even that significant for it to be a, a big enough deal to where it would change the outcome of the game. And at this point, I'm just like, if the Patriots lose, it, they just lose. I mean, it's unfortunate. Like, just for once, I'd like for them to just blow somebody out of the Super Bowl. And nobody has the excuse, but it, it kind of happened with the Atlanta one. Do you know that that's the only Patriots Super Bowl where nobody has a conspiracy theory or anything? No, of course not. It's the only one because they, they, they just played the Falcons. They just flat out played the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> One guy least the Super Bowl victory, he was like, You won that one because of the uh the kick in the snow, the um what is it, the forward pass, the Brady rule, the tuck uh, rule. The the tuck so, rule, yeah. You won that one because of the tuck rule. Uh you the one against the Panthers, they tried to attribute it to it was a spy gate. Spy gate was attributed like, to spy the Rams. Gate, yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot what it was with the Panthers. Oh, another one they don't excuse is the Eagles with McNabb. They don't excuse that one either. They're just like, yeah, y'all want that one. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get to Atlanta, they're like, nah, screw that. You want that one too. But the rest of them is always some kind of conspiracy theory or something like that. And it's, it's just crazy. But uh, I guess that does bring us to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl 52. <laughs> L-I. I think the, the the significance of Nick Foles being the quarterback cannot be overstated here. Because I mean, it's the main thing. What, <laughs> yeah, what, like what, what's that? What's that old saying? Dance with the one you brought to the party. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when you got to the party, your date died, so you're gonna have to find <laughs> someone else to dance with. So, when it comes to that, I didn't give him a chance in hell. Really? really? I said, there's no way Nick Foles is going to be Tom freaking Brady and Bill Belichick. I mean, you can outplay Brady, but you're not going to outthink Bill Belichick. It's no way that uh, Peterson is going to get in this game and outcoach Bill Belichick. I, I don't. They talk about Matt Patricia. Look, Matt Patricia is just like any other assistant of Bill Belichick's, where you look good when you're with him, but it's a different game when. You're on your own, essentially. I, I think Bill Belichick really is that great of a coach, that masterful of a coach. But they've been yeah, go, going going into the Super Bowl. Like my my like what I was telling everyone was the the Eagles are on paper a more talented team, top to bottom. Absolutely, and it's usually the case with the Patriots. It's only been a yeah. few times where the Patriots were the no. It's only been one time they undefeated team. That's the only time they were flat out better than their opponent in the Super Bowl. Any other time yep. they should have lost. Maybe the Panthers, they but really with the Panthers they just had the better quarterback. Um but usually they're outmanned and outgunned in that regard. My biggest thought after watching the Super Bowl was it would have been worse if Wentz played. It would have been way worse if Wentz played. They would have one by ten, maybe seventeen, if Carson Wentz was out there, because Carson Wentz is a stud. 
Yeah. He is the real deal. He's like white Cam Newton. That's what he is. <laughs> white Cam Newton. And, uh, like, all... Nick Fo- like, let's go back to Nick Foles for a moment. Beautiful story. Like, ever since the Saints lost to the Eagles in the playoffs, like, five years ago, four or five years ago? Yeah. I've been like that that Nick Foles kid. That Nick Foles, <laughs> Foles kid knows what he's doing. Like he's not bad. Blah 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 blah, you know. I I was kind of on his on his bandwagon because he, he when coached well, when put in the right position, he's a great quarterback. And he of course went over to to the Jeff Fisher black hole and then came out of it and somehow he ended up just being a backup quarterback. And I was like how many shitty starting quarterbacks are in the league and Nick Foles is playing backup? <laughs> it's the cat. So it was the, the Kaepernick effect sans the controversy, quote-unquote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he is way better than a backup quarterback. A I, I get you're trying to get your young guy, you know, to be the future, but Nick Foles isn't bad. And when he had to step up, I was like, Wait, you guys. Remember when he was good? <laughs> is it that? Is it that is today the day? <laughs> <laughs> and then he stepped up and, like, he, he, he played quarterback, played receiver. Like, dude was all over the place. I was sitting up. That, oh, that reception touchdown. It, okay, let me preface that by saying this. I was sitting up watching with my wife who has never sat down and watched an entire game of football day in her life. And when it got to the end of the game and Nick Foles was named the MVP, I, I just really took her to a brief synopsis of why his story is so amazing. Nick Foles is essentially Rocky. That's what he is. He was the underdog who came up to stardom but still lost the big fight as Rocky did in their first movie mm. and the Super Bowl that happened last Sunday was Rocky 2 <laughs> it was him coming back having another shot at Apollo Creed and he knocked Apollo Creed's ass out and Nick Foles played such a great game that, that interception is not his fault and I wish they would strike it from the record his game, it, it, it was on point. I was impressed with how poised he remained, even when Tom Brady had the lead. He remained yep. poised. The entire team remained calm. Peterson coached his ass off in that game. <laughs> it was it was a perfect storm. Like what we're used to seeing is, you know, if you rush Tom Brady a lot, you can beat him. That's what the Giants have said. Well, they rushed him, but they weren't necessarily getting to him. They only had one great defensive play. One. The strip sack. Yep. Other than that... But but it happened exactly when it needed to happen. Exactly when it needed to happen because you bet your ass Tom Brady was about to get down there and score. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's his MO. It was no reason not to think he was in 500... What was it? 505 yards? Yeah, and, 505 uh, yards, and he lost. Right. 
And then it, it was such a remarkable game by Tom Brady. It's not you can't look at him and say, "Is he done?" No, that old man still can crack. But Nick Foles, I don't know what's next for him, but he has a hell of a story, and it was awesome, and it had a perfect ending, and it's no shame. And and it's no, there's nothing left for him to do. I mean, he caught a freaking touchdown in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Oh, and the story about him, what do you think about him being the one that made that call? Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was really cool. The onions on that kid. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, like, I'll call him my number. What? (laughs) Yeah, he he was like, oh, I'm going to get a chance to throw, to, 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 oh, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, this play. (laughs) The the Philly cheese take on three. Come on. And wasn't it like fourth down? Like, I mean, the fourth down conversions in it. I thought it was a game of men. I thought it was me and my cousin playing Madden at one point. It was no punt. Like, no, yeah. We're not doing it. It was one punt in the entire game. I have never. And, and then imagine this happening right after this man announces that he's doing the XFL again and the games are going to be high octane and fast moving. And the NFL's like, screw you. We already got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like the brand the brand of football that the Philadelphia Eagles played this year is unlike any other team. Just the, fourth and three, fuck it, let's do it. Fourth the, and six, fuck it, let's do it. The scary part about it is the real danger wasn't even playing. Like, it, but at the same time, the pressure's on Carson Wentz now. I I actually mentioned that earlier this week. Like, I feel really bad for Carson Wentz because now I he has a ring. Terrible for him. Like he has a ring that he didn't quote unquote earn, and he's so young he's going to spend the rest of his career trying to earn a ring to justify the first one. It's unfair. It's absolutely yeah. unfair that he has to do that because he got the juice, man. <laughs> He got the juice. I enjoy watching Carson Wentz play, and it, I, I, that's your MVP. He plays the whole season. He's your running back MVP. He should and have been. He, just, he should have been the MVP anyway. Yeah, yeah. Not the, the unwritten requirement to finish the season. Bit. Yeah, but it, he was fantastic, and I felt bad for him. And like you said, he has to get a ring. For himself, he's not even doing it for the franchise or the Philly fans. It's for himself at this point. Yeah. And even, you know, people on, on TV, the talking heads, they're all going to say, oh, he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does, because as soon as he loses in the playoffs, they're going to crush him. Yeah. If he never yeah. gets back, they're going to crush him. If that team gets off to a bad start and he plays all 16 games, they're going to kill him. And it's not fair because they would have beaten the hell out of the Patriots had he played. Period. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, like, here's what happens. Like next year, they probably keep Foles through the, through the offseason. They make sure Carson Wentz is healthy. Three or four games into the season, definitely before the trade deadline, they deal foals somewhere else. The Eagles are going to win their division because look at their division. You're going to make the playoffs. 
Wentz is going to lose a stupid-ass playoff game, and then all the talking heads are going to say they should have held on to Foles. They should have held on to Foles. And Foles is a made man. First of all, he he doesn't have to pay for anything, including a house, ever again in Philadelphia. That's the number (laughs) one thing he won. The number two thing is he's going to get paid somewhere else whenever they trade him because they'd be crazy. Wherever he goes, he's going to get traded. And he doesn't necessarily have to be that great again. He just make money. You remember, he was on the cusp of, of quitting before this yeah. happened, before he came back this season. And the dude was about to go. And, I mean, Foles is a made man. I'm, I'm thrilled for him. I'm very happy. Poor he's but He's going to flacco out the rest of his his, uh, his years. Yeah, screw it. Screw it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? So, yeah, they're going to be fine. And then... I believe Philadelphia is going to be able to come back and completely demolish the NFL East. Uh, and if for no other reason that um, Alex Smith apparently is in a Redskins uniform and uh, yeah, that organization still doesn't know what the hell it's doing because what do you do? The interesting thing is, and I get into this stuff for no reason, but okay, if you franchise Kirk Cousins again, why? It's more detrimental for you to just pay him than to just let him walk and go to another team. Like, what are you doing? It, it, he, <laughs> like, Kirk Cousins does not want to be a Redskin. Like, we, know, we know that nobody much. Nobody does. And, like, they're getting rid of arguably the best, outside of, like, Wentz and maybe one or two others. Like, Cousins is a fantastic quarterback. And he's going to go to yeah. another team this, this offseason, and he's probably going to win a Super Bowl at some point. Yeah. Like, that's how yeah. good Kirk Cousins is. He is. And just to, see, just to see Washington just completely fumble this entire thing by franchising him two years in a row is just embarrassing. It is, but they don't care. They're used to being an embarrassment. That's true. Um, on, on the flip side of that, you have like <laughs> I just don't get it. Like he's a he's a great player. They surrounded him with a great offense. Alex Smith is Alex Smith. He just is who he is. But what what's the point? And then, but <laughs> after all of that, the funny thing is is. And what I always go back to is Michael Shanahan was right. <laughs> <clears throat> Why you say that? He was right because he uh, and I do have the right Shanahan, right? Kyle Shanahan is the son. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, that yeah, right? yeah, Mike yeah. Okay, Michael Shanahan, Mike Shanahan was right because he drafted. Yeah, he went ahead and did what the fans wanted to do. He drafted RG three, but he saw the right on the freaking wall and drafted Kirk Cousins. Yep. And what people perceive as a mistake, like people were just burying Mike Shanahan for the way he was doing RG3, but he was freaking correct. When you look back on it, he knew that RG3 wasn't shit. And so he he maybe inadvertently did it, but he secured a good quarterback for them for the next couple of years, even after he left. But just going forward, as far as next year or next season I don't even know what story I think the storyline I'm looking forward to the most is what's next for the Patriots because 
they're in some kind of disarray. Well, let's let's talk about the disarray. Let's get specifically, like, uh, coaching. Okay, so you sit Malcolm Butler out, who all of a sudden Malcolm Butler just became this amazing cornerback, and he's a good cornerback, but I don't know if he would have, anybody would have been able to stop that Philly offense. But I got a conspiracy theory. Okay. So Belichick traded away Brissett, who wasn't all that great, but he was serviceable. He traded away Garoppolo. That's the biggest mistake they made all season. Huge. So the infighting got them to that point where Garoppolo had to go against the better judgment of Bill Belichick. And I'd like to live in this world where this story comes out that insinuates that Tom Brady influenced Robert Kraft to influence Bill Belichick to trade him as if Tom Brady is threatened by Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, that's funny to me. But <laughs> is it possible that Bill set uh, I forgot the cornerback's name just that quick. Uh, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler out to sabotage <laughs> sabotage another ring. I mean, it sounds absurd, but this is where, like I said, this is where we are in the world. Because that's the one game where I didn't see a whole lot of adjustments from Bill Belichick. It almost looks like he was like, okay, you all can come through with Bill Belichick. I mean, if uh, Tom Brady is so great, he'll win the game for us. Don't worry about it. And then the news comes out that Josh McDaniels reneges on his new job. He's supposed to be going to the Colts, and he's like, no, I'm going to stay here. And I'm up here like, okay, any day now they're going to announce that Bill Belichick is retiring or has been fired. No, Bill Belichick just turned into a Sith Lord for real, and he applied the rule of two. That's fantastic. It, it was fantastic when I heard it. Like, just the first thing I thought of. I was like, wow, they're doing the rule of two for real. Like, I'm going to teach you everything I know, and then I'm going to leave. And I don't blame Josh McDaniels at all. That is invaluable knowledge. Screw being a head coach. I can stay right where I am, learn everything that Bill Belichick knows, and then become Bill Belichick. Hell yeah, I'm staying. <sighs> I like cl- clearly, clearly, Josh McDaniels doesn't know d- doesn't know what he wants to do, or or he knows exactly what he wants to do, and it's never gonna. He's what's gonna happen is he's going to get garoppoloed about three years from now. <laughs> Like because obviously he's been chosen as as Belichick's successor. Clear. But Belichick is going to coach football until he's ninety two years old. Like we all know this. He can't. He can't that. just leave the game. So what's going to happen? McDaniel's new contract is going to be out, and he's going to go up to Robert Kraft or whatever Kraft is still alive at that point, and say, "Bruh, I'm supposed to be the coach. <laughs> Bruh, I'm supposed to be the the the, the head coach." And they're just going to trade his ass because you can trade coaches. <laughs> yes, you can. Which, I didn't know that was a thing until the NBA did it. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah so, like, that's exactly what's going to happen to him. 
But I, I do find it really funny that the, the Colts now have to start their their search over. Well, actually, it's ended. It's oh. ended. They named the uh, OC, I believe, of the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, the coach. okay. Yeah. So it's ended, but that guy was pissed, man. The, uh, the uh, I think the general manager of the Colts, mm-hmm. when he was out there, he was like, the rivalry is back on. Like, he's calling out the Patriots WWE. Style. It was awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, they're going to slap you in your damn mouth again. You know why? Because neither Peyton Manning nor Andrew Luck is walking through that door. So, whatever. I don't know. Bring um, it on. <sighs> Andrew Luck, his shoulder's just broken. Yeah, yeah. He's got like one of those Bo Jackson style injuries that's just <laughs> screw him up forever. Poor kid. Oh, well. All right. Well, so, is, is that is that it for for football? I think that's it for yeah, football. That's it for football. Yeah. I, I can't wait. To, I can't wait till next year. Like I'm excited to see where all these quarterback prospects go. Uh, nowhere anytime fast. Well, you know who I'm excited to come back though, Deshaun Watson. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, La- last football thing. Where does Kirk Cousins sign? Uh, you know what? We should have probably asked what Drew Brees is going to sign, but anyway. Hey, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. <laughs> Watch your damn mouth. <laughs> I can see Kirk Cousin going to um, the Vikings. Really? I can see him going to the Vikings and then, like, okay, let's, let's really recap it. Because it's the only thing the Vikings are really missing. He's damn sure not going to the Cleveland Browns. No. Uh, as much as I would like that, just for comedic purposes. Um, yeah, I, I could see him going to the Vikings. And the Vikings, I mean, they're going to lose all three of their quarterbacks anyway. I don't know. Like, so. the, the Vikings are a big question mark because of their quarterback situation. I think he's, I think he's going to Denver. I like the Denver move. Cause I like the Denver they need a quarterback line. really no bad, quick. and um, oh, yeah. what's his name? Who's the the GM? Simeon. Oh, um, Elway. Elway, yeah, John Elway. Elway, the president. Oh yeah. He, yeah, he likes signing seasoned quarterbacks. Yeah, he does. He does. He get out there himself if he could. I believe. <laughs> True. He get out there himself, but yeah. So I guess that's it for football. Hey everybody, it's Sergio from Reality Breach. I just want to take a second to tell you about a podcast that we're going to be launching really, really soon, uh, hosted by our very own Robert Morris. Uh, It's called The Black Pocket Podcast. Uh, It's going to be about nerd stuff. It's going to be about black stuff. It's going to be about black nerd stuff. He teams up with Justin Ransberg and Dante did it to break down the arts and music scene of Jackson, along with various nerd topics. I've heard the first two episodes. They're great. You're going to love it. Make sure to subscribe when it pops up, or you can visit Reality Breach later this month, and it will all be there for your listening ears. Now, back to the show. Basketball, which is... Basketball has become a a mixture of as the world turns and love and (laughs) hip-hop for me. (laughs) (laughs) The NBA, we knew it was going to be chaotic. But it has been 
it's just been amazing. You had OKC who got off to this slow start, and now they're clicking. You have the Houston Rockets who I was like, there's no way they're going to be able to still compete with Golden State. They actually look like they can give Golden State a seven-game series at this point. And then you have the Celtics who look rejuvenated. They, they look like a bunch of geniuses again in the front office. And then you have the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is my favorite story of the entire NBA. <sighs> Simply because of how hilarious. There's so much is. drama in LeBron Cleveland, James put, LeBron James put their damn team together. And it's blowing up in his face. He is the one who got Tristan Thompson that contract. And Tristan Thompson, he repays LeBron by going and getting with a Kardashian. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And so, what did they do in response to that five games lacking that they took from Golden State last year? They go and sign Derrick Rose and Dwayne Wade. Are you kidding? Like, both of those moves are really bad moves. <laughs> All of the moves they made were bad because Isaiah Thomas and I said this when they when they got the trade from Boston for him. I said Boston won that trade running away. Isaiah Thomas cannot play defense. Period. It is impossible for his five nine brain to stay in front of somebody tall. I, I just don't understand how you trade away your second best player, possibly the future of the NBA, to an in-conference rival for a worse older player with a hip injury. A hip injury that players usually don't play the same after they've had it repaired on top of all of that. Isaac Thomas played bigger than he actually is last year. I said it, that hip injury is going to change his game. Not only that, he does not have a coach that's good enough to mask his deficiencies like Brad Stevens is in Boston. Yeah. Brad Stevens is the second best coach in the NBA, and he can make the case for being the first at this point. Agreed. And you look at all these things. They had no choice but to be a complete disaster. LeBron James is playing the best basketball I've ever seen him play since leaving Miami. I think since that second, maybe that second or third year in Miami. And now it's, it's essentially, it's not going to waste because they're still, you know, doing pretty well. I mean, it's still the East. The East is fairly stronger than it has been. But he's still playing good basketball, but at the same time, he's playing all these damn minutes. And, and sometimes they're barely getting away with a victory. Well, hell, you need him for the playoffs. But at the same time, you need him to make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you have Kyrie on the other end, a legit MVP candidate. He's not going to win, but he's a legit MVP candidate. He's added a defensive presence to his repertoire and Brad Stevens is his coach and I'm going to say it now like I've been saying it the Cavaliers are not going to the finals they are not uh, uh, mm, I, I, you know what you're probably right I will give you that I'll give you that but are we talking after the trades yeah with this yeah. new team yeah 
I still believe it. I still believe it. Matter of fact, they played the Celtics uh, as we're recording this. They played the Celtics uh, today, and they beat yeah, the Celtics. convincingly. Um, pretty handily. Yeah. yeah, they beat them convincingly. I'm still giving the Celtics, if not somebody who's going to completely surprise us out of nowhere, I don't know who that is. I'm still giving them a chance. <laughs> One thing I'm saying is, every time LeBron goes down, I kind of um, cringe. Because he's never been injured before, and you're, we're pretty much waiting on the clock at this point. Like, at what point? Like, I'm not wishing it on him. It's just how science <laughs> is. Like, your body, your body can't sustain this superpower form for too long because at some point it's gonna break down or something is gonna hurt on you, and it's gonna affect your play. And it's just. It seems like with all the turmoil and stuff that's going on, and I don't think it's over. I think something else could happen. I I really do believe this is the year, especially with him on his way out, that the Cavs don't make it. They just flat out don't make it, and he's gone. Anybody who thinks he's going to play in Cleveland is they're they're fooling themselves. He's out of there. He's done. Where, where does he go though? Like I agree, I agree. Like Cleveland is like a husk at this point that is being kept alive by you know LeBron James's zombie. But where does he go? Where does he go? I would say Los Angeles, but that would suggest that Lonzo Ball also leaves because there's no way you can have LeBron Ball and LeBron James there together. You can't. <laughs> now, I would not just because of LeVar Ball's behavior. You cannot have those two together. Uh, and Paul George, I think Paul George is going to stay in Oklahoma City. I think he actually likes it there. He's in the organization that knows what they're doing, number one. And number two, you got Russell Westbrook there who's a legit leader. So I, I, and he feeds, he feeds. Uh, Paul George. He gives Paul George the ball and let him go to work. So, yeah, I think he stays, but it's crazy that the NBA is about to shift for the third time in as many years. And Kevin Durant changed. Yes, he did. <laughs> the single most powerful man in the NBA right now ended up being Kevin Durant out of nowhere. I wouldn't say out of nowhere. Dude, we did not think he was going to go to the state. It, uh, okay, okay. I see what you mean by powerful. Because we knew he was yeah. that good. He shipped the balance. Yeah, yeah. he was Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> he, he, he is the cheat code. <laughs> exactly. He's God, that's what he is. And then it goes back to what I said last time we talked about going to state. The problem isn't beating him. You, I mean, any given day you can beat them. The problem is beating them four times. Right. Like beating them four times in two weeks is is nearly impossible. It's hard to beat them four times in a year. Like, <laughs> I just it's I, I just think this entire NBA season at, at this point is pointless because we all know the ending. Like we all know the end of the story. Yeah, 
yeah, we do. I mean, it's it's a spoiler that happened a year before the movie came out. And with that being said, um, as far as is next year when LeBron leaves and the the balance of power shifts once again, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still going to have to answer the Golden State at least one more time. But if I'm not mistaken, I think Clay Thompson is going to be a free agent. So it could shift a little bit, but you still got Kevin Durant and Steph Curry on the same team. And that's a problem. Yes, that, that, that is a problem. <laughs> that's a problem that's not easily solved. But yeah, yeah. It's like Golden State is going but, to fall I mean, apart at some point when all, you know, when all their contracts come to. up and they, they deserve money. <laughs> they have to, but it's, you know, I guess we just have to, have to wait and see and see how it all plays out. But as of right now, it's just funny to me that we pay attention to these other storylines and teams, and then we look at the standards going to stay still number one by a mile. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the freaking point, man? Hmm. I mean, we got Toronto up here, 39 to 16, playing their ass off, and we know that they're not going anywhere, so yeah, screw it. Yeah. Like, I like Boston. I like Houston. But, but, and I think Houston has the, is the only team that has a chance. Reasonably, yeah. yeah. They're the only team. That so, so, so that so that tells me that you know the Western Conference Finals is going to be pretty exciting. Oh yeah, the Western Conference Finals is going to be awesome. Then it, it's probably going to be five games again in the finals. And that's it. And that's because Golden State is just going to take a day off. <laughs> uh, but I mean, fortunately, we had the NCAA tournaments coming up, both for the women and the men. So, well, give us something interesting, something unpredictable to look forward to. But as it stands, the, the real drama of the NBA has been all of the trades, the meltdown of the Cavaliers and what looks to be the uptick of them, and the greatest draft never broadcast when LeBron James and Steph Curry got to pick their all-star team. <laughs> Who made the call not to put that on TV? I don't, like, I understand I completely understand. Because of the last week? No, just... You, you don't, like... Do we know what what, like what position everyone got picked? All we know so, is the, the outcome. Yeah, like, there's, yeah, a, there's a lot of... Uh, what's it, there's a lot of egos that can get harmed <laughs> if you televise that. I like chaos. I'm a fan of it. <laughs> and I would have loved to see who was the last pick. <laughs> LeBron actually had to come out and say, no, Russell Westbrook was not the last pick. Stop saying it. <sighs> and then his team is falling apart. All of his guys have gotten hurt just about. Yeah. But I went to oh, watch well, it. I watched a basketball we'll see, game. Man. I, I went to Where? New Orleans and watched the, uh, the the Grizz play the Pelicans. It was cool. Yeah, it was really entertaining. I had never been to a like a real life NBA game. Uh, yeah, I think I want to check that off my list, man. I want to go and check one out. Um, 
I'd like to see like some like the Pelicans play the Warriors. I want to see their Warriors team play before they implode. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just want to see dominance. I like dominance. I like seeing greatness or whatever. And you of course you got those people that are like, oh no, they should lose and they suck. And I'm like, shut up, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, like maybe they should lose, but they don't suck. Like objectively speaking, they're they are very suck. far from suck. I'm the furthest thing from LeBron James fan, but I hate when people tell me he sucks. Uh, yeah, How? like they, they just means you're an idiot. Like if you if you say the words LeBron James sucks, <laughs> they better be followed followed by at acting. <laughs> he was that bad in trade ring, man. The clips I've seen, and I haven't seen, my wife loves that movie, and she wants me to check it out. But clips I've seen, I'm like he was pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty decent. <sighs> One thing I'll say about watching a, a live NBA game is there's a like th- there's a show going on. Like there's the game, right? You know, everyone's running back and forth, shooting mm-hmm. balls and whatever. But every single moment that there's like a timeout or there's a TV timeout or obviously the cameras aren't on, there is someone on the yeah. like on the the court doing something that is entertaining. Whether it's like, oh, let's watch this guy shoot a ball from half court, or let's bring the cheerleaders out again, really? or blah, 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 blah. Like, it is a constant show. <laughs> oh, okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm going to definitely have to check it out. Yeah, we're planning on doing the same thing next year, except going to Memphis and watching the same two teams play in Memphis. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, this is going to be completely terrible at that point, but, you know. <laughs> I was kind of hurt when, when when Cousins got injured. Like. Oh, yeah. We all were, man, because he was having a yeah. hell of a year. And, and, and the, the Pels were looking good. But he always has hell of a year. Yeah. Yeah, they were, but again, man, could you imagine if they had a, like, if something crazy were to happen and Russell Westbrook just play with both of those guys or something like that like that's what could be going to say if you give them a good enough point guard and you got the twin towers there healthy you got a shot at being going to stay with that team yeah what if LeBron goes to New Orleans what if LeBron goes to go to stay <laughs> <laughs> Dude, usually LeBron doesn't respond to rules. But when he heard Golden State, when he picked up the phone, he himself was like, y'all need to quit. Eh, I'm not doing that. But here's the thing. He's not doing it because he doesn't want to. No. <laughs> he's not doing it because he saw what Kevin Durant went through. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants no part of that. Uh, that's so funny. He'd get sued if he did that. I, I don't think he would. And I don't even know what the grounds of the lawsuit would be, but they have to sue him. Like, everyone would swear off the NBA, but then it would just become way more popular. Yeah. It'd be like an antitrust law that was violated. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that does it. Do you have any, any other exciting sports stuff? Any other nah, trades that you I'm wanted done. to chat about? <laughs> Nah, man. I think we we covered all the most important stuff. Cool. 
I'm, I'm glad I got all that I'm over. Well, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to Reality Breached. Uh, this is like episode, what, 82? I think something like really? that. Yeah. Um, go back and listen to 81. Uh, 81 was really good. We, um, we recasted the entire X-Men series. Oh, I guess. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, see, that's what you gotta have me all for the geek stuff too, man. Oh, it, oh, it'll happen. Oh, it'll happen. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to figure out how we're gonna cover the, the, the Black Panther podcast. I don't, I don't, like, I kinda want it to just be all black people. And then I come in like halfway through and was like, hey, you guys, I really liked it. Bye. <laughs> not my rail, man. I'm out. It's not my turn. <laughs> that movie's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it. And we're close. I, got, I seriously can't wait for it. I mean, yeah. days away. I can't Thursday. So that's what, four days? Oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jarvis, I thank you again for being my sports guy and being on Reality Breached, uh, a Best of Jackson nominee. (laughs) I you should have (laughs) won. All right. Well, uh, tune in next time. I'm Sergio. That's Jarvis. Have a great week or something. You've been breached, baby. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to say. That's that's our thing now. You've been breached, baby. (laughs) You've been breached. Oh man, it sounds like a violation of some sort. That is awesome. Visit realitybreached.com for more episodes of the local spotlight. Also, episodes of the Reality Breached podcast. And coming soon, episodes of the Black Pocket podcast.